What's up, everybody? This is Active FM. This is my show, but not my show with my man Musa and I myself, Luanda. Very excited talking about the word of God. Hi, my name is the Bluesman, and I hope you have an amazing time tuning into our show. I'll be doing the show with Luando, my friend, and we're going to preach gospel to you and open up the word. And yeah, I hope you feel blessed. And yes, the topic is very interesting today. The wait is over. Over. Hold on tight. We are in the overdrive. Welcome. This is your favorite station. Stay tuned. Turn up the volume. The volume. Yeah, I am Luanda from Johannesburg. You know, we are in South Africa, our best city. It's actually the best city, Johannesburg, you know, that's where you find gold. You know, you may be in overseas, you may be anywhere, but you need to remember that, you know, most of the times these necklaces that you're putting and stuff you put around your hands, the rings and watches, you know, are made out of gold and diamonds. They're actually from South Africa, so they're original from where we are, we are rich, we are a rich country, you know what I'm saying? And yeah, we're doing well, especially in terms of us mining with our mines and all that. That helps us, you know, that helps our nation to be high there. And I know like China sort of decided to take over stuff like that, but we coming back, we coming back with this whole thing about mining and all that. Yeah, so we're looking at, this is my show, but not my show. So the topic for today will be, what is your favorite dream? Yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a, a hectic topic and very interesting because some rebukes, yeah, you see them in one side and I can see them in a different way. So I can tell you how I see my favorite rebuke and now Luanda will share also. Yeah, let me just get straight to it. So my favorite rebuke was when Jesus was coming the storm. So I know it's people, when you ask about favorite rebuke, they're probably going to think of... Uh, when Jesus was rebuking the disciples. You see, with me, that's what was different. I didn't see that as my favorite rebuke. My favorite rebuke was calming the storm when Jesus calmed the storm. So uh, calming the storm is one of the miracles of Jesus in the Gospels. I'll go to Matthew 8, verse 23 to 27. So let me just turn there. I hope you guys are doing well. In fact, I hope you're doing well. And it's going to be an interesting session that we're going to go through today. And... I'm just turning to it, so I'm trying to kill time, <laughs> trying to kill time, so I don't know what to say, so I'm the blues man, I think you guys, uh, I already announced that in the beginning of the show, yeah, I'm the blues man, and yes, Matthew 8, okay, I'm on Matthew now, Matthew 8, if you have your Bible, you can turn with me, 
Matthew 8, verse 23 to 27. Okay, so it reads as follows. Then he got into the boat and his disciples followed him. Suddenly a furious storm came up on the lake so that the waves swept over the boat, but Jesus was sleeping. The disciples went and woke him up saying, Lord, save us, we're going to drown. He replied, now this is the rebuke, he replied, you of little faith, why are you so afraid? When he got up and rebuked the winds and the waves and it was completely calm, the men were amazed and asked, what kind of a man is this? Even the winds and the waves obey him. So that's the Matthew, but you know they're in the Gospels too. So let me go to Mark, Mark 4 verse 35 to 41. So Mark, Mark 4 verse 35 to 41, okay. So in Mark 4 it reads as follows, That day when evening came, he said to his disciples, let us go over to the other side, leaving the crowd behind. They took him along just as he was in the boat. There were also other boats with him. A furious squall came up and the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. The disciples woke him and said to him, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? He got up, rebuked the winds and said to the waves, Be quiet. Be still. Then the winds died down and it was completely calm. He said to his disciples, Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? Verse 41, They were terrified and asked each other, Who is this? Even the winds and the waves obey him. So there's another reference. I'll read another reference from, this is the last one I'll read. Luke 8 verse 22 to 25. So if you have your Bible, turn to Luke 8. Luke 8 verse 22 to 25 it reads as follows one day Jesus said to his disciples let us go over to the other side of the lake so they got into a boat and set out as they sailed he fell asleep a squall came down on the lake so the boat was being swamped and they were in great danger the disciples went and woke him saying master master we're going to drown he got up and rebuked the winds and the ragging waters. The storm subsided and all was calm. Where is your faith? He asked his disciples. In fear and amazement, they asked one another, Who is this? He commands even the winds and the waters, and they obey him. So, if you read it in three different gospels, and it gives a similar story, but my favorite is in Mark. 4 verse 35 so let us turn to mark 4 35 let us focus on the mark 4 verse 35 sorry i'm just hopping around the bible today so that's why it will take a bit long for me to okay there we go so that day when evening came he said to his disciples let us go over to the other side leaving the crowd behind they took him along just as he was in the boat there were also other boats with him a furious squall came and the waves broke over the boat that it was nearly swamped. Jesus was in the stern sleeping on a cushion. The disciples woke him and said to him, Teacher, don't you care if you drown? He got up, rebuked the winds and said to the waves, Quiet, be still. Then the winds died down and it was completely calm. He said to his disciples, Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? They were terrified and asked each other, Who is this? Even the winds and the waves obey him. 
So this was my favorite rebuke because it gives us a picture of why should we fear and especially if we're going through times like what we're going through now a lot of fear kicks into people's hearts people's minds and all that so yeah it, it gives us an open picture that even though there were storms and all of that around jesus was still and was sleeping i mean i don't know about you if there's like i don't know if you've been on a boat but when there's a, like water pushing everywhere and everywhere, it's, it's like hard to sleep because it's keep on rowing and bumping this side, bumping around. It's difficult to actually fall asleep, you know. So it shows us a picture here that the story I get from it is even if you feel that this storm is too powerful, you can sleep during the storm knowing God has your back. Nothing is too big for God. Nothing is too great, nothing is too strong, nothing is too powerful in God. Whatever is happening is happening for a reason. And I see it in this way that, in a way, this is my view, but in a way I see it as Jesus was testing his disciples, he's testing his disciples' faith. So for example, in verse 40, I mean, I'm reading from Mark 4 now, Mark 4 verse 40 says, He said to his disciples, why are you so afraid? you still have no faith the still there is is a big part because he knew they didn't have faith but after all the miracles that Jesus has showed them they still scared when something bad happens not knowing they were the son of God and they were shocked when Jesus told the winds and uh, they were shocked when they the winds obeyed Jesus you know so if we look at it in this context nothing is too big for God because I mean he stopped the waves and all of that he stopped them from drowning but also us we have to also work our part we should also have faith how do you know the situation you're going through right now how do you know that that situation is is not there to test you how do you know I mean God will never put something against you that you can't handle so whatever you're going through now I say take courage because you can't handle it don't feel discouraged don't feel like God is against you. No, it's not. The disciples, yeah, they, they thought God is against them. How many times do we go through a situation and blame God because we don't see anything good happening? Like, ah, why would God do this? Because we focus more on the bad. Here, the, the disciples did exactly what we would do if we're in a bad situation. And it seems like God's not there. They questioned God. They said, teacher, don't you care if you drown? Now the point is on Jesus now. Like, oh, he doesn't care about that. This guy is sleeping. Not knowing, he's trying to teach them a lesson here. That even if you're going through the toughest of things, you've got God there behind you to help you out, you know. So, yeah, we, we shouldn't focus more on the problem. But we should focus on God. There's something I heard the other day said if you focus on how big the problem is, the problem will be big. But if you focus on how big God is, the problem will be way smaller than what God is because you know God can overcome. So stop making the problem big by focusing on it because that will stress you out. I mean it's proven. I mean if you like stressed out about something and you keep on thinking about it and it's proven that you know you're going to you're going to like stress more if you're thinking about it more and thinking yo it's the end of my life and all of those things you, you're going to stress more and whatever you're thinking may happen because that's your focus but if you focused on you know what I'm going through this everything seems to be falling apart but um, God is on my side my God is bigger than my problem Trust me, trust me, 
you'll be better, God will help you, you'll feel more happier. People wonder why is this person happy when he's going through something like this. And that's a testimony already, you'll tell them, look, this thing that I'm going through is not as big as my God. So yeah, take it in that way. I'm going to hand over Luando. I hope the message I said that my favorite rebuke made sense to you guys. Why it is my favorite rebuke. So yeah, have a, have a good one, yeah. We have been talking about, you know, Jesus' ministry. And the first, you know, topic that we uh, tackled was, what is your favorite miracle? And we also looked at, what is your favorite parable? And now we're looking at, what is your favorite rebuke? So all these things are done by Jesus. You know what I'm saying? And to be honest, some of them, they like, hush. <laughs> what would you do? You know what I'm saying? The, the first one is, you know, when they say, get behind me. And like, Jesus actually said that to Peter, his disciple. You know what I'm saying? Get behind me, Satan. And he actually called Peter Satan. And imagine God calling you Satan. How would you feel? It's so amazing. But maybe there's a lesson. When we try to correct God in our lives, mm, when we try to show God, you know, what is the way forward and try to determine the future. <laughs> but think about it, to be honest. There you're trying to determine the future of who God is and how God should live his life and all that. Yo, yo, it's bad. What does that mean? That means really, really Satan has taken over me. I believe, you know, there was a spirit in Peter Peter was feeling sorry for Jesus, whatever it was, but there was a spirit and Jesus was actually rebuking. You know what I'm saying? Jesus, in fact, Jesus goes on to say, you're looking at things in the view of man instead of the view of God. You know what I'm saying? So that means the view of man, the view of this physical world is based on what? On Satan himself. You know what I'm saying? So that's actually the thing. And I don't know, but you know, Peter's love for Jesus, even though he got that rebuke, he still follows Jesus. And I think that's the most important thing, that even when we rebuke in that way, we, we don't get offended. Sometimes life will rebuke you. You know what I'm saying? We don't give up. The most important thing is that you still stick to God. You know, it's a, he's the best thing. He's the best thing. Another rebuke from Jesus that he gave to his disciples, and that was specific to Judas, because what happened was that this, you know, prostitute came into a place where Jesus Christ was the guest. So to this home, and I think the man was called Simon that invited Jesus. And you know, when she came and started, you know, pouring this expensive perfume on Jesus' feet and all that, you know, started kissing Jesus' feet and wiping Jesus' feet with her hair. And the disciples, specific Judah, started complaining that we should have taken the money, she should have sold this and we should have helped the poor. You know what I'm saying? And the thing is, they didn't see what was happening there. You know what I'm saying? And at that moment, I feel like, you know, the disciples didn't really, really value Jesus like the prostitute. Why? Because she understood that her sins were forgiven by Jesus. She understood how much the Lord has actually done what has forgiven, you know, her. But we can also change it to say, sometimes it's actually the enemy. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes the enemy will make you feel like you're doing the wrong thing while you're doing the right thing. You know what I'm saying? You're pouring out, you're worshiping God, you're offering to God, and then the enemy makes you feel bad. You know what I'm saying? You're giving, but you're supposed to be doing this and that, that for the poor, stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? And 
We need to be aware of those things. But guess what? If you do it to the right person, that's a good thing. If you do it to the right person, if you're showing the value to the right person, how much you appreciate Jesus, how much you pour out your heart, even when the enemy tries to rebuke you, Jesus will still defend you. Like he defended that woman before those Pharisees, before those disciples, his disciples. Now this is the last one. I spoke about this when it comes to my favorite, you know, miracles. It's amazing. It's when these people, they caught this man and the woman, you know, doing their own stuff. And they were not married. So what we normally call adultery. And so they brought this woman before Jesus. I don't know, that story just moves my heart. And I think it's because like that that's how Jesus saved me and maybe probably most of the times you're rebuked by the enemy not rebuked but are choose by the enemy and you look at your actions and you know that you know this is the law because they were acting based on what on the law but the problem is that with these people they were applying the law to condemn someone but they were not applying the law towards themselves you know what I'm saying? And she's just like, yeah, I know you look like, you know, these warriors, big people of the community. But guess what? The law still applies to you. Yes, you are leaders. Yes, as a leader, you need to live by an example. And Jesus actually rebuked them to say, you focusing on applying the law and making that the law and making sure that the law is applied to other people. But the same law doesn't apply to you. You know what I'm saying? The same law doesn't apply to you. Jesus Christ actually brought what? Justice. You know what I'm saying? And some of the things that we don't see with this story, I will actually mention one thing. People who actually find grace in that moment or in that, in that story, what happened there? It was not just a woman. You know what I'm saying? It was not just a woman, but it was also this man. Because remember, they brought this woman because she sinned. But when Christ got them to admit, you know, that you have sinned too. So if you haven't sinned, you can stone this woman. But if you have sinned, then guess what? You can't stone this woman. And what happened was that they have sinned. These people have actually sinned. And Jesus said they're right now to stone them, all of them, to what? To death. But Jesus gave them what? He gave them grace. And then he gave the woman grace. You know what I'm saying? So most of the times is that we always have this being, I believe when Jesus Christ died for us on the cross, the enemy was defeated and doesn't stand the chance to do what? To choose us as Christians before God. You know what I'm saying? Why? Because there's a blood that we overcome the enemy with, with the word of our testimony, regardless of what we have done. So he doesn't have the power. He doesn't have the place. You know what I'm saying? To do what? To, to accuse us. Why? Because instead now of us having the accuser before the throne of God, we have someone who intercedes for us. Isn't that amazing? So that's actually the thing about this story that I learned about is that Jesus interceded for this woman, you know, before the accusers. So now what happens is that now in heaven, the accuser is defeated. Why? Because we have someone who intercedes for us, who has died for us, who has been punished for our sins. You know what I'm saying? So now I'm going to give you an opportunity to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior because you want Him in your life. You want God to move in your life. This is very, very amazing, you know, to have Jesus in your life, to live, you know, with freedom, with joy, with the Spirit of the Lord in your life. So you can pray this prayer say, Dear Jesus, I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Pray this prayer say, Dear Jesus, I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Please, Lord, come and live in me. 
Amen. Please don't forget to visit our website www.activefm.co.za. Visit our Facebook page forward slash at ActiveFM777, our Twitter at ActiveFM, our Instagram page at ActiveFM777. You can catch us on any social platforms because I know you enjoyed the show. I know you were touched by the show. So you can catch us on um, Instagram, ActiveFM777. You can catch us on Facebook, ActiveFM. You can catch us on TikTok, ActiveFM. Yeah, just uh, talk to us and we'll get back to you, get to know about the presenters, get to know our posts, get to know what's going on. And yes, we'll get back to you next week. Have a good afternoon. God bless. Rapid Trade is passionate about mobility and solutions that make a difference in your business. From mobile sales and sales management to van sales and proof of delivery. For a demo, call Rapid Trade at 011-493-9755. Rapid Trade, ahead of the game. Active FM. Radio has never been better.